0: A second convoy of trucks loaded with humanitarian aids crossed into Gaza from Egypt as the leaders of Israel and the United States promise a continued flow of desperately needed supplies. 14 aid trucks crossed the Rafah border from Egypt into Gaza on Sunday night, according to the United Nations. The day before, a convoy carrying medicines and food were allowed in for the first time since Israel tightened its blockade of the territory more than two weeks ago. The Rafah crossing is on the Egyptian border and it's the only route into Gaza that does not border with Israel. That means it's currently the only entry point for aid. Now, Israel's warning, its military campaign against Hamas could last several months. The IDF says the next stage, a widely anticipated ground offensive, would happen soon. With more, here's our correspondent Wirra Davis in Jerusalem and a warning you may find parts of his report distressing. <laughs>
1: The human toll in Gaza is mounting. These casualties brought to the Al-Aqsa hospital in central Gaza are outside the zone from which Israel had told civilians to flee. It's not known from where the victims came, but many of the dead and injured are children. Some images too distressing to broadcast show the bodies of at least a dozen children.
2: We
0: have been here since the crack of doom and the bodies have completely filled the hospital yard. This is in addition to the bodies in refrigerators, which are full.
1: We don't have enough shrouds for the dead because the numbers are huge. Israeli airstrikes in response to the massacres of October 7th are against what it calls strategic Hamas targets. They have left parts of the Gaza Strip looking like a wasteland. Such bombing, say Palestinians, is indiscriminate by its very nature, resulting in thousands of casualties. No one's getting out of Gaza for now, but through the border with Egypt today, more than a dozen aid trucks did get in, carrying basic food and medical supplies after an initial transfer of 20 truckloads yesterday. But the UN says it's nowhere near the 500 trucks daily needed to sustain a population of more than 2 million. 30 percent, according to our sources, uh, of the infrastructure is already destroyed. The UN says that many who fled south to escape Israeli bombing are now heading back to homes in northern Gaza towards the shelling, so dire is the humanitarian situation.
3: Some people will die um, if they don't get insulin on a regular basis. There are 50,000 pregnant women in Gaza. Uh, Water is absolutely necessary to keep them alive.
1: But the situation is set to worsen. Thousands of Israeli troops, tanks and heavy armour are preparing for a full-scale ground offensive in Gaza once bombing from the air achieves its objective. It's what Israel says it has to do if Hamas is to be crushed.
0: I have no doubt that Israel will need to go in on the ground to be able to effectively hurt and undermine and weaken Hamas but also to be able to project power in this region and show the world and its other adversaries that are watching that we have capabilities. And I think it's a matter of day or days until that happens.
1: But Israel knows a land invasion of Gaza could trigger conflict in the wider region. In the Palestinian West Bank city of Jenin, Israel says it hit a Hamas cell, preparing for an attack. After cross-border skirmishes too in southern Lebanon, A warning from Israel's prime minister to Hezbollah militia and their sponsors Iran not to get involved. If Hezbollah decides to enter the war, they'll be making the biggest mistake of their lives and hit with unimaginable force, said the prime minister, talking to Israeli soldiers in the north today. One fact that Mr Netanyahu can't control is the fate of more than 200 Israeli and international hostages held by Hamas in Gaza, whose families fear an Israeli invasion may put their lives in further danger. Gunnar Davis, BBC News, Jerusalem.
0: Well, as we've been reporting, a dire humanitarian crisis is unfolding in Gaza as Israel's war on Hamas continues. Our correspondent Rushdie Abu Alouf and his family have been displaced four times in Gaza in the last two weeks. Here's his assessment of the situation on the ground from an aid camp in the city of Khan Yunis, which is in the south of the territory.
2: About 2,000 families living in these uh, uh, tents. are people displaced from the northern uh, Gaza? This is the a camp has been built by the uh, by the UNRWA. Uh, I was speaking to uh, the families here. They said they are struggling to uh, find water. They are struggling to find food. They are struggling to find a bathroom. They said the bathroom here is is a real a real uh, challenge. They said security also is a real challenge because. As you know, Hamas has been under really heavy attack by Israel for the last two weeks or so. So there is no police around the area to maintain law and order. Few problems here, social problems in the in, in the area. But those people, they said, we 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 have been given very little food, very little water, very little uh, 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 medicine to the people who are uh, in need uh, for this. This is an example of how 7,100 people who are displaced from the north are living in a very difficult condition in Gaza City.
0: Rushdie Abu Aluf reporting there. Now world leaders are stepping up their diplomatic efforts to ease the conflict. On Sunday, President Biden spoke to Pope Francis about the aid efforts working towards peace and the need to prevent a regional escalation of the conflict. Mr Biden also held two phone calls with Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on Sunday. The White House says the two leaders agreed there would be a continuous flow of assistance into Gaza. Mr Biden also thanked Mr Netanyahu for his assistance in the release of two US hostages on Friday. The leaders of the US, UK, Canada, France, Germany and Italy spoke on Sunday and several European leaders are expected in Israel this week, including French President Emmanuel Macron. Well, let's go live now to our Middle East correspondent Yolande Nell, who is in Jerusalem for us. Uh, Yolande, first of all, before we talk about the diplomacy and the imminent visits this week, what's been happening
3: overnight? Well, quite important a conversation between the U.S. President Joe Biden and the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Of course, there are lots of fears building up about a wider regional war and also about the humanitarian situation in the Gaza Strip. And after Joe Biden had spoken to Mr. Netanyahu, the White House put out a statement saying there would now be this continuous flow of critically needed assistance going into Gaza. This after uh, 14 lorries entered um, late on, on Sunday evening and uh, 20 lorries the day before. Now, then Joe Biden went on a round of calls with the different world leaders, including uh, Rishi Sunak, the the British prime minister, and they Uh, put out this joint statement. Uh, They expressed support for Israel's right to defend itself, but also called for adherence to international law, in particular, the protection of civilians. Um, And that's a very important point. It does seem that it was another very intense um, aerial bombardment of uh, Gaza overnight. We're getting reports from Palestinian media that this was one of the worst nights so far, um, with a a great deal of people killed.
0: And Emmanuel Macron is due to arrive tomorrow, is that correct?
3: It was uh, not made exactly clear. We know that um, he is supposed to be coming along with the Dutch leader this week, Uh, other visits scheduled, but it will... We think now be uh, on Tuesday that uh, Emmanuel Macron comes. Of course, you know, it will be a similar message, reinforcing what Rishi Sunak has said, what the U.S. President has said, uh, coming also with the the U.S. Secretary of State. There have been these repeated visits to show strong support of Israel after it suffered its its deadliest attack in its 75-year history, Um, but also now with one and a half million people almost displaced inside Gaza, uh, this military offensive expects, to go on, the, the defense minister said it could go on for one, two or three months to crush Hamas in Gaza. Uh, there is real worry about what happens on the ground. You know, the amount of aid that's going in at the moment, the U.N. says that the, the number of lorries entering is equivalent to about 4 percent of what would enter on normal day um, to send food and, and other supplies into the Gaza Strip via israel uh, before israel put the gaza strip under siege what is desperately needed and there's been a specific call for it from the un is fuel to go into to gaza also because fuel is needed of course for hospitals to be able to run generators uh, so that they can continue to provide care to the mounting numbers of wounded people and sick as well and then you also need the electricity so that they can pump away sewage that they can uh, pump clean water for people otherwise there could be you know, waterborne diseases that that break out. Yolande, what's the latest as well on the hostages? Of course,
0: we saw the, the, the two released, the two US hostages released on Friday. Any more developments on the others who are still missing?
3: I mean, there have been repeated protests over the weekends or demonstrations by the families of those more than 200 people there, Israelis, and also foreign nationals who are being held by Hamas and uh, other armed factions in the Gaza Strip. Of course, with this very intense bombardment going on and the lack of aid going in, uh, that really scares people. And last night, when there were members of these families meeting the Israeli president, they really put that point to him. They said that their loved ones must not be forgotten. And they also called for some aid, like medical aid to be allowed in, hoping that that would also benefit the hostages.
0: Okay, Yolande, for now, thank you so much. Yolande Nell, who is in Jerusalem for us.